0: Good night, Mike. Are you ready? Okay, we Brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace
1: Hardware Stores. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Revers, Director of
3: Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from
1: the Krabby Coffee. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Suchere.
0: Hey, What is it you want to do now? All right. So last week, you had mentioned about investing with the, with the Dow going completely down. Doing it again today. It's not... Let me finish it. It's not how much... But how and then I had to finish and I don't remember if I got it or not. You did, I think. All right. Well let me let me run by what I thought about this weekend. All right. You asked me the question and then stop at how. All right. It's not how much you save, it's how about lunch. <laughs> Is that it? Did I got <laughs> it? I got you're it. Just I got it's not <laughs> how long. It's how about, it's about lunch?
1: How about lunch? Because you, you're playing off the. We well, don't have any room here. But, how about, <laughs> but how about a beer? How about a beer? I, how about I, a I yeah. got a call from a guy
3: that had never heard that story yeah. until you guys told it on Friday. But how about a beer?
1: Not oh, how, a beer. how much <laughs> you save. It's how long you save
3: something. That,
0: okay? I knew it was Not lunch. How much you save your leftovers. Oh, about lunch.
1: Okay, we've, uh, Reavers, right. recovered the email from David Bliss, who fancies himself, I think justifiably, as a uh, an amateur philosopher. He's in Sofia, Bulgaria, one of our Bulgarian listeners.
0: He's got a shot on the map. Oh, he's on, on the, the interactive map. map.
1: Hello, Joe. Several of your stories recently reminded me of George Orwell's masterpiece, 1984. I assume that you have read it, but in case you have not, or if it has been a long time, let me give a brief synopsis. I have read it, but you're right, David. It's been a long time. A single party has taken over the government and established a dystopia. You know what a dystopia is? What is a dystopia? It's a bad thing. It's an imaginary- A
0: utopia or dystopia?
1: Dystopia is an imaginary place where things are pretty bleak. Okay. A single party has taken over the government and established a dystopia. The government exists to police what people think so that the thoughts of the populace align with the thoughts of the party. To aid in this, the party has redefined basic terms. War is peace, slavery is freedom, ignorance is strength, and so on. The ministry of love in this government has the task of torturing people who have improper thoughts. The ministry of peace is the war machine of the government. The ministry of truth is charged with rewriting history. There seems to be parallels in society today. Here are some examples. Treating people with equality is racist. Non-racist people believe that some races are inherently handicapped and need to be treated differently. Facts are ignorance. Ignorant people believe a male can be defined as a person with an X and Y chromosome and a male swimsuit area. Science never asks questions. If you question a hypothesis, then you are unscientific. Different viewpoints are intolerant. If you do not think like us, then you cannot open up a business in our city. Different ideas are close-mindedness. If you believe that marriage is a union between a man and a woman, you are a narrow-minded bigot. Mm. Censorship is protection. We must remove Mark Twain from the library to prevent our readers from being triggered. Free speech is oppressive. If you say Merry Christmas, then you are a bully. Criminals are victims. If we prosecute people for crimes, it will have a negative impact on their lives. Well, we just saw that last week. Offering a hug is hatred. If you feel like hugging a former president when his dad dies, you are essentially supporting war crimes. To prevent deviation in thought, the dystopia of 1984 also invented a new language called Newspeak. Newspeak speak, vocabulary was intentionally limited. For example, every adjective for anything positive or negative, excellent, amazing, terrible, and evil to name a few, was replaced by good and ungood. The idea was that by limiting vocabulary, one could limit concepts and control what people think. Of course, in our iconic politically correct community, such an idea would be completely inappropriate. See all the words he shoved in there? All four in nineteen eighty four The Ministry of Truth had a saying, who controls the past controls the future, who controls the present controls the past. It was the government's foremost task to revise and rewrite history until it fit with party ideals. Anything in history that deviated from the party was condemned as ungood until it could be erased entirely. The dystopia in 1984 sought to deny facts, revise history, limit education, and police-free thought until they had complete control. In one of the key moments of the book, the Ministry of Truth tortures the main character, Winston, until he will admit that 2 plus 2 equals 5. Winston eventually comes to the conclusion freedom is the freedom to say that 2 plus 2 makes 4. If that is granted, all else follows. When you speak of pushing back, I imagine this is at the heart of your meaning. Freedom is the freedom to say that facts are facts. Freedom is not being forced into the alternative reality of those who would control your thoughts until you deny basic truths. If freedom is the freedom to say that two plus two makes four, then pushback is the refusal to say that two plus two equals anything else. Merry Christmas, Dave Bliss, Sofia, Bulgaria. Okay, pretty powerful uh, email. Mm-hmm. Well, What I would add, though, I don't necessarily think that the government, as we might imagine it in Washington, D.C., the three branches, the, the Senate, the the the, uh, the legislative, judicial, and presidency. Right. I, I don't sense they are attempting to revise history or anything else that, that Bliss has mentioned here. What we seem to be witnessing is that there are great factions of the public who seem to— bind together to bring this about. Thus what I keep calling the club. And uh, you know, you're the chairman of uh, Twitter and you say right. you enjoyed a Chick-fil-A dinner, you are you are punished. You right. are taken right. to test. That the government's not doing that. The government's not punishing anybody. I am not that far gone yet. The the, the government is not uh, in many cases the government is not is not the culprit here. Right. It's it's the it's the voice of popular opinion, as it is aided and abetted by social media. But I don't get up every morning worried that you know Amy Klobuchar uh, is is attempting to alter truth or facts or my life. That's that's not my concern because okay. I don't think she is.
0: Even though her life, I don't last think Mark race. Dayton is. Okay. I don't think
1: I don't I don't I'm not holding uh, politicians responsible uh, for the uh, well, although in uh, in a. In a uh, in a microcosm of that, I do hold politicians responsible uh, for this wish to have me believe that the works painted in the St. Paul City Council chambers are racist or insensitive. I blame them for that. They're, they're wrong. They're just wrong. And so in that case, you could, you could blame the state, the party, the mm-hmm. government as it, as it was intended in the, in the book 1984. But mostly what, what I'm seeing doesn't come from the government.
0: It comes from the private sector where those euphorians are banding together to try to... Well, I mean, the
1: failed academy <clears throat> is not the government. Right. The uh, Jennifer Sinclair, the uh, school principal in Nebraska who eliminated Christmas from the classroom, is not the government. Yes, she's a public employee, but she's not an elected official. She's not the government. I'm not, I don't fear our government. I, I, I don't fear our government in the sense that they are trying to ideologically transform me. I fear our government because they spend too much money, and I, I mean, I, I can come up with a right, many ways right. I fear our government, but I don't fear a government uh, because I believe it is nefariously trying to uh, undo truth. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. But I do believe there are many among us who are trying to undo truth. Uh, let's come back. And I'll tell you about that principal, Jennifer Sinclair. Justice and the Suture. Days away. Okay, uh, last week we uh, encountered the principal who banned candy canes, for example, because she thought the shape of the J was for Jesus, and she even determined that the colors were representative of blood or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, her memo said that red in candy canes is for the blood of Christ and that the white is a symbol of his resurrection. I mean, we're talking with a, about a crackpot here. Right? Oh, okay. okay.
0: That's Samer's here, right there. There yeah. you go.
1: Uh, A a, a Nebraska elementary school principal who banned a long list of Christmas-related items, including candy canes, was placed on administrative leave one day after she issued the apology to parents. Uh, This is according to the Associated Press. Wow. Mm -hmm. Ah, because she brought religion into it. This is pushback. (laughs) Liberty Council, a law firm focused on religious freedom, caught wind uh, of a memo from Principal Sinclair that instructed staff at Manchester Elementary School in Omaha uh, what items were not allowed. Santa's or Christmas items. We went through this, didn't we? Right. Christmas trees, uh, elf on the shelf, singing carols, playing music, uh, sending a scholastic book that is a Christmas book, making a Christmas ornament as a gift, candy canes, red and green items, reindeer, and Christmas videos. Sinclair, in her first year... Uh, as Manchester's principal, noted in the memo that she comes from a place that Christmas and the like are not allowed in schools and that as a public school, Manchester Elementary will uh, seek to be inclusive and culturally
0: sensitive to all of our students, except the majority of them. Right. 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 They're going to exclude the the majority that would usually celebrate this.
1: Uh, By the way, I don't uh, necessarily uh, care if a public school goes out of its way to celebrate Christmas, I am not losing any sleep over that, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, she, but she needed to be addressed because she was so over the top. Cause she's an idiot. Yeah.
0: We have recently received um, a text from Doris mold who lives in Wisconsin. Our first, our great state fair animal uh, coordinator right, in the hall of fame. She's in the hall of fame. Yeah. Uh, she had stated that the school locally in Wisconsin had on their December calendar, the days that they would take off right. was listed at this public high school, or, or school, Christmas vacation. Really? She said it was a cool. nice little pushback. A little, little ray yeah. hole, yeah. huh? Yeah, I thought that was nice to hear from her. Uh, Sinclair, in her first year
1: at Manchester, noted in the memo that she comes from a place that Christmas, I don't know what place she comes from. She means ideologically, I guess. Mm. That Christmas and the like are not allowed in schools, and that as a public school, Manchester Elementary will seek to be inclusive and culturally sensitive to all of our students. Her memo noted that allowable items included snowmen, snow women, snow people, snowflakes, gingerbread people, polar bears, and penguins. Uh, and uh, please reflect on what you've already copied, prepped, and posted. Her memo said then we can avoid the discomfort of me directly questioning something you've copied, posted, and had your kids do. That makes me uncomfortable, and I know it doesn't feel good. She signed the memo, the unintentional Grinch who stole Christmas for Manchester. Liberty Council sent a demand letter uh, to the super— of Elkhorn Public Schools, urging it to immediately overrule and specifically disavow the sweeping directive banning Christmas holiday items and require Principal Sinclair to undertake review of district policy and the law. Mm. The district's December 3rd response to Liberty Council said it had investigated this matter and determined that Principal Sinclair's memorandum did not comply with board policy and that Manchester staffers were advised that certain Christian Christmas symbols are permissible. Elkhorn Public Schools said that Sinclair also issued an apology. Uh, Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council, said in a statement he was pleased with the district's decision and said the outrageous three-page memo by Sinclair was not based on ignorance of the law, but hatred toward Christianity and Christmas. Despite Sinclair's apology, Mm -hmm. the AP said she was placed on administrative leave last Thursday. For violating district policy that allows Christmas trees, Santa, and other secular seasonal symbols. The district declined to answer the Associated Press's questions about when or whether Sinclair would return to her post. (laughs) An Elkhorn spokesperson on Monday did not immediately reply to questions regarding if her leave is paid or unpaid.
0: That's my next question.
1: I'll bet you it's paid. Liberty Council's demand letter concluded, in the spirit of Christmas, Liberty Council does not desire the removal of Principal Sinclair, only her compliance with the law, respect for the rights of others, and respect for cherished holiday traditions. Liberty Council uh, has no further uh, comment, and Sinclair has been unable to be reached. A report from KETV, uh, presumably that's in Omaha, noted that some parents... uh, last week said they support Sinclair and that she made a mistake. Parents and others who spoke to KMTV uh, were divided regarding the district placing Sinclair on leave. I feel that something was wrong with what she was doing. Vicki Dryden, a grandmother of a Manchester student told the television station, it was kind of enforcing or making the rest of her school think the way she did. Dryden added to the station that she was fine with Sinclair being placed on leave. A mother of two students who did not want to be identified told KMTV she was gutted by Sinclair being placed on leave. My stomach (laughs) sank for her when I got that email, she noted to the station, adding that I just don't think we could ask for a better principal. So there are people who thought like her. Okay. Uh, Well, good for the Liberty. but But they were flaunting the law. That's all Liberty Council was interested in. She had no business imposing her personal ideology to make that trump what the law is right? Amen to that. All right. All right. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Yes, Chris. Uh, We need to make mention, uh,
3: boys, a week from Friday is our summit. Experience December yeah. 21st. It's going to be our first podcast on the road. What do we call it? Our pod
0: on the road podcast, hey. Hey. road pod.
3: Yeah, so if you want to hang out with us, we're doing a very cool private garage logic podcast VIP experience at Summit Brewing. It's before going be... their
1: Rat Skeller opens, oh, right? Oh
3: man, yeah. So the Rat Skeller doesn't open until the afternoon, but they're allowing us to go in there and do the show from noon until two. And uh, if you do are selected, uh, you're going to get to attend that podcast. You're also going to get a free pint from the Rat Skeller. You'll also be you will also be able to sample the yet to be released Summit Twenty One.
1: You got John Vogel's number, Rook? Uh
0: yeah, somewhere. Well,
1: we got to call him. We okay. don't want to miss a live.
3: Right, huh? that's true. I, I've already been in communication with John. Really, oh, yeah. via good. email? Yeah, good. Oh, oh he, <laughs>
1: He, he was on it good. Oh, right good. away.
3: Still, I ain't okay, missing the first G- GL podcast. Mm-hmm. You're also going to get a cool uh, Summit uh, swag bag. We'll be there hanging out even after the podcast for a bit. Because we got a sample. Mm-hmm. Plus,
0: Tanucci's going to be there Tannucci's, with some apps.
3: Yep, they're bringing apps for uh, for the crew. It's going to be a lot of fun. So there's a couple it's of ways. Be, I'm
0: sorry. It's going to be kind of like the Krabby Coffee Shop. Don't plan on coming here for a huge meal. We want you to say hi, have a snack. But then we want you to get the hell out of there after. So <laughs> you, know I, you know,
1: I heard today from the guy at the bank. And then we'll get back to Summit because yeah. I have something to add about Summit. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yes. So I'm, I'm doing my transaction.
0: Mm-hmm. How was your weekend? No. Worse than that. <laughs> oh, no. What's your wife been doing these days? What are your plans for the week?
1: Oh! You no, know, he said, do you have any plans for the week? And I said, no. I'm not <laughs> even sure what I'm going to do in the next hour.
3: He knew you were lying. That
0: was a trust thing. You knew you were lying. Driving
3: me crazy. I was at the bank the other day, and, the, and she said, oh, I see it's your birthday month. I said what? What?
0: Oh, hey, hey! You creeping on Facebook? Well,
3: because my, you know, your information is on the thing right. when they pull up your deal. Oh,
0: okay. I said
3: my birthday month. What the hell are you talking about? Well, you back know, to you Summit. know what?
0: Well, no. Before we go back to Summit, you have to keep your mouth shut. You shouldn't even say anything. Why? Because you've 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 been in an industry where you this guy you, didn't know who I was. You and you inquired. You inquired of someone what they were going to do this weekend. What they were going to do. What tonight. are you talking about? And you were—it was when you were in a boat after the, uh, you know, and you said, "Hey, Mister, hey, Mister Fredrickson, oh, what are yeah. you doing tonight?" Yeah, he told and me And he, uh, he—he told you literally what he was going to do. <laughs> yep. And uh, you never and So asked you maybe man. you started the trend fifty years ago.
1: I'm going to go home and have a cocktail and blank my wife. What are you going to do?
0: <laughs> I thought about <laughs> that I damn this near week. dove in, and I swam ashore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, what a funny thing.
3: Anyway, back to Summit. I was just going to say, there's a couple of ways to register for this. You can go on either one of the, the, the Garage Logic social media channels. or I was 15 when you said that.
0: I, I thought about that this week, Didn't and I don't I know what remember the hell why. he was talking
3: about. Hey, I was so you stupid. There, if, you can't, if you're not on social media and you can't find it, just send us an email, and I'll send you back the link. If you want to email the show through the GarageLogic.com website. But there is a charitable component There to this. is. All of the proceeds that uh, Summit's going to make from their beer Sales is all going towards the campfire, um, help me, camp survivors. Yeah, they because
1: that's the home of Sierra Nevada beer, and many severe... yep. Sierra Nevada employees lost everything because they're in nearby Chico. And oh, apparently, brewers from all around the country oh. are engaged. You know, who are better than beer people? No, they're and yeah. they're all in it together. It's
0: fantastic. What, what is it that
1: beer cannot accomplish? See, mm-hmm.
0: that's exactly Ben right.
1: Franklin said, We have beer because God loves us. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of plans
3: for the weekend, where, where were you that you uh, that you posted or someone posted that
1: photo of you, Joe?
0: I love that store. <laughs> I was at a store in White Bear. <laughs> the Minnesotan.
1: Called the Minnesotan. Okay. And I fell in love with it. I spent 30 minutes there yesterday.
0: That's it? Last time I was there, I was 45 because I was looking at all the uh, the pictures of the old stuff. There. Well, yeah. I dropped some
1: dough. Your I got brother posted the photo. Yeah. I got my brother an Aldrich Arena jersey. What? Uh, just oh, cool. a long well, sleeve a long sleeved t- T-shirt. But you, you told him already. I gave it to him yesterday. I saw him. I said, "No, Here's it's your supposed present. to be Christmas." Well, I'm not going to wrap it. You... So uh, there, I threw it at him and said, "There's your Christmas." Here, here present. you go. Yeah.
0: Hey, smoke up, Johnny. <laughs> and,
1: and I, uh, but what what uh, what Corey has there are, uh, and he's only he's only scratching the surface. Uh, what he's got uh, uh, is vintage stuff from uh, local high schools. I saw St. Bernard's, Washington Hill, Matamidi, White Bear, yes. Brooklyn Center. And again, he's only scratching the surface. The store was packed, but but then there is his his trademark, too, the Minnesotan. Mm-hmm. and that's on a number of clothing items that are terribly handsome. And uh, it's just really a nifty place. It's right downtown uh, White Bear
0: Lake. But you
1: you got your new hat on?
0: Yeah, yeah I'm, I I'm a- following <laughs> them on Instagram because it was posted on Instagram. so, I follow the it's uh, the Minnesotan company. Yeah, I don't know why my brother thought he
1: had to uh, release the, the the owner of the store wanted a picture and I said fine. I didn't yeah. know it was going to become public. Oh, it's great. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like,
0: it's uh, it's looking good. Guess going to
1: be guess who's getting older.
0: Yeah. You know when your are your glasses on straight? It's worth <laughs> it. I I don't know. Can I repost this on oh, my yeah. Instagram oh, account? Yeah. Why
1: not? Oh, yeah. Oh we'll
3: yeah. This care. is if I can a I would
0: love people to see cares. this.
1: What hat am I wearing?
0: Uh it, you're wearing your hill hat. Oh, that's the one with the hill hat? Yeah. Okay. Nice one, bra. Looking good. You know what? Looking good, Billy Ray. Looking good.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know. Hey, do you need any gloves? I have my choppers with me. You do? Yeah, Looking I'm holding good. them up like I'm proud of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Those choppers are about 20 years old. Oh, my God. Hopefully, I did this right. You can find it on I don't, my I don't the garage logic that. Facebook page or my <laughs> Facebook page or instagram I
1: should have tweeted it out for the show oh it's going out right now sir yeah yeah,
0: yeah I, think you we I think we got her meet the fellas mm-hmm. it's uh what is it the minnesotan company on instagram oh yeah so where is this GL place? rookie 13 Fourth and banning it right
1: down in the right in the heart of downtown white bear you can't miss it oh, right cool. next to
0: good things and the good things owners are very big fans well, let of me Garage ask Logic. so is this guy
1: is uh
3: is it just metro schools or will they produce a fair Well, as I say I, say, I
0: see. I think he's
1: uh, I think his mind is whirling with ideas. I'm sure he's trying to get as much uh, inventory from all around the state as possible. Because some of this stuff looks oh, so he has to acquire the rights to whatever school is that how it works? I would imagine so. Sure. There was a very famous restaurant in Willerney called the Piccadilly. Yeah. And he's got the greatest Piccadilly t-shirts. Uh, you've ever seen Aldrich Arena yep. serving St. Paul since 1962. I got a Matamita hat just for the hell of it. It we says should. Mott, M A H T.
0: We should uh, we should really see if we get some Garage Logic merchandise in there. That's that's being discussed. Oh, okay. That's
1: being what a discussed. great place to go. Oh my word! Uh, what's more Minnesotan than Garage Logic? Even though we do have people listening to us in Bulgaria,
0: mm-hmm. right? And You can also get. Uh, uh, North Stars, Fighting Saints, oh, cool. yeah. all old school hockey stuff. It's really it is a neat store. Plus, it's locally owned, and that's a uh, that's a good thing.
3: Um, one question, Mister Mayor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you got a lot of yeah, stuff you got you gotta a lot to get of, to, but
0: got a lot
2: of
3: what are you wearing? A scarf, turtleneck? What's uh, what's what's going on here?
1: Oh, I got a photo. leather jacket on over a. Uh, the shirt I have on right now. Look at it. No,
3: look at it. You're wearing something else. What is this? Look at this. No, I'm not. Yeah, that's a scarf. I I didn't wear a scarf. Yesterday
0: was a beautiful, sunny. scarf, bro? No, (laughs) I I don't have a scarf. That's not a scarf. (laughs) That picture begs to differ, bro. No. I'm going to zoom in.
1: There's no scarf. Oh, yeah. That's a scarf. No, it's not. I don't have a scarf.
0: Yeah, that's the thickest turtleneck I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to come in there right now. With tassels? I mean, I mean, I mean you With better take tassels? a break. Here I come. What's up, bro? Come on in, Chauncey. Lock the door. Here he comes. We may have to cancel Christmas. He only wears scarves in public when he's at the Minnesotan hat store. Joe
3: Sueser, to hit
0: that
1: post. Uh, a couple of notes. No I got a great me. email. Uh, a couple of notes from the December 7 podcast. First, to correct fact base: the boatswain's whistle is actually referred to by Navy boatswains as a bosun's pipe. I found this out the hard way when referring to it as a whistle in front of a crusty old master chief boatswain's mate during my first year in the Navy. Secondly, I had the unique opportunity of going to Pearl Harbor this past summer for the biannual Rim of the Pacific exercise. I work as a chief logistics specialist for the 1st Naval Construction Regiment with the United States Navy Seabees. During the exercise, there were 30-some-odd countries participating, including Peru, Japan, France, Good Korea, Canada, New Zealand, and a host of other countries. One of my favorite experiences was going out to the USS Utah Memorial which is on the other side of the island from the Arizona Memorial. I think this year, for the first time, there were no Arizona survivors.
0: Hmm. Boy, that's telling.
1: The memorial is a quiet place nestled amongst a side road that goes past the island's dog park and the nearby on-base housing. The photo doesn't do the place justice, and it is a fitting place for somber reflection for those lost on December 7, 1941. Uh, one One of the most striking events we had during my 29 days on Ford Island occurred on the final day of our exercise, After working with the Japanese Defense Force to exercise humanitarian aid and other simulated disaster response scenarios, we got our group of roughly 100 personnel together for a group photo. On this occasion, after the photo was taken, the Japanese joined us in saluting our morning colors. Hmm. What an awesome experience to have them join us in saluting the American flag and our American national anthem. This, of course, coming some 77 years after we were engaged in a bitter fight to the death with them. What better example can you have for maintaining our military strength when our former enemies are our current allies? Wow. I have included for your review some photos from Pearl Harbor of the memorials and the Mighty Mo. also included as a group photo from the exercise. Yep, wonderful email, wonderful photos. Wow. And this is from uh, LSC. Joseph J. Lozier, R4C, Supply Depot, First Naval Construction Regiment.
0: Woo! All right. I love our listeners, man. Mm-hmm. What's Very not, loyal. What's not to love? What's not to love? Uh,
1: Kenny probably has, let's see. Uh, this was alerted to me by emailer Tim, and he says, after reading this story, I've taken the female sex robot off my Christmas wish list. Huh. Oh, Okay. You know, we don't talk about artif- – uh, we have yet to really get into the whole world of artificial intelligence, have
0: we? Oh, AI. AI. We, yeah, let's, we go AI. I mean, there are,
1: there are people out there really sounding the depth charges about this, sounding a real alarms about this. Yes. And I, I haven't gotten to, the, to a place yet where I'm, I'm dwelling on it. I,
0: I, I haven't thought a lot about it. Okay. I might now. How so?
1: This is from the uh, Washington Post.
0: This is more than just robots replacing people building cars. We're talking about serious
1: dozens Dozens of employees at a sprawling Amazon warehouse in New Jersey have been sickened after an aerosol can containing bear repellent was punctured, dispersing fumes into the air. Saw this. About 80 workers reported trouble breathing Wednesday morning after a 9-ounce can of bear spray was accidentally hit by what they're calling an automated machine. No, it got hit by a robot.
0: Yep. A, a, a mutant robot that's going to try to take over the world.
1: Inside the 1.3 million square foot facility in Robbinsville Township near Trenton, Robbinsville spokesman John Nalboni told the Washington Post, Nalbon, or Nalboni said 24 of the workers were transported to hospitals in the area, one of whom was listed in critical condition. The conditions of the other patients were not known. Amazon said workers are being evaluated and sent to hospitals as needed. Today at our Robbinsville Fulfillment Center, a damaged aerosol can dispensed strong fumes in a contained area of the facility. Rachel Lighty, a spokeswoman for the company, said in a statement to the Washington Post: The safety of our employees is our top priority, and as such, all employees in that area have been relocated to a safe place, and employees experiencing symptoms are being treated on site as a precaution some employees have been transported to hospitals.
0: Do they have any employees that came up to say, I wasn't here that day, but I think I might have I think some I of the might symptoms? Be <laughs> <sick>. <laughs> uh
1: bear pepper spray is a non-lethal repellent that causes a bear's mucous membranes to swell, making it hard for the animal to see or breathe, giving its victim an opportunity to flee, according to the Get Bear Smart Society. It has a similar effect on humans. Uh, Nalboni said the repellent contained caps, capsicin, a chili pepper extract from the pepper plant Capsicum. According to an explainer from the National Park Service's Bear Management Office, the ingredients are an extreme irritant of the skin, eye, nose, throat, and lungs of bears, humans, and other mammals, and have been known to accidentally harm visitors at national parks. According to the explainer, which was released by Yellowstone National Park, symptoms usually subside within 45 minutes, but people who have been exposed should be closely monitored. It is still not clear how the incident occurred at the Amazon warehouse. The company said it is investigating. I ain't working in no warehouse alongside a robot. Right. If there's cans of bear spray in there, forget it. See you on that. I'm not doing it, right? I, 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 I would, I, I can't. I'd, I'd be too, I'd be too nervous.
0: Yeah. Well, they want to keep that stuff away from the robots, of course. Mr. Mayor, yeah.
1: Uh,
3: Rick on line nine, please. Rick. Uh, good afternoon,
2: Joe. How are you?
1: Rick from Harlingen, Texas.
2: Oh yes, sir. This is Rick from Harlingen, Texas. This
1: is your first call to the
2: podcast. <laughs> are you recording right now? Yes, we are.
1: How did um, you even know we were?
2: Well, I, I still have your telephone number, mm-hmm. and I had uh, I, I rolled the dice and took a chance that you might be in the studio. Did you get some uh, snow down your way? A little bit. We had uh, some unsettling weather, but uh, it doesn't last too long. Maybe a little flurries, and just, if it hits the ground, it won't be here very long. I see. But uh, we're very close to Brownsville, and right on the border, so uh, we need not worry. All right. Say I, I occasionally will call you, and we'll uh, deliver a, uh, a light-hearted note.
1: I don't know why you feel compelled to do that. You you did that quite frequently
2: when we were on the air live. I did when I would listen online. Now I'm uh, at a disadvantage because I have to listen to this uh, podcast, which is a great thing because you can listen on your own time. That's right. Not on your own dime. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I, I did. Uh, there was a story. Uh, uh, oddly enough, um about bears in our, uh, our newspaper. I see. In the Harlingen paper? Yes, oh. down in the Harlingen uh, newspaper. What's
1: the name of that paper?
2: The Harlingen newspaper yes. is the, uh, the score. All right. It, uh, tends to be a little bit more about sports as well, but, uh, it, uh, formerly the scope, the scope, they would give you the dope on the scope. But I got now, it. Okay. Now they've, um,
1: okay. Merged. A- anyway.
2: So there, I'll, I'll read you the, uh, There was a a small warning for uh, bears in the area. If I might read, it's not quite a joke, but uh, just allow me some time here. Not too long. The National Park Rangers are advising uh, hikers uh, in the Texas park areas, uh, all sorts of uh, different areas of the parks, to be alert for bears and take extra precautions to avoid an encounter. I see. Uh, They're advising park visitors to wear little bells on their clothes, so they make noise when hiking. The bell noise allows the bears to hear them coming down from a distance and not be startled by a, or a hiker accidentally sneaking up on them. Mm-hmm. If you understand, this might be a cause for a bear to charge. A visitor should also carry a pepper spray can just in case a bear is encountered. Right. Spraying the pepper into the air will irritate the bear's sensitive nose and will tend to run away. It's also a good idea to keep an eye out for fresh bear scat so you have an idea if bears are in the area. Now, you know what bear scat is, don't you? I think I do. I didn't want to swear. People should also be able to recognize the difference between the black bear and grizzly bear scat. Right. They are different. Black bear droppings are smaller and often contain berries, leaves, and possibly bits of fur. Right. Grizzly bear droppings tend to contain small bells and smell of pepper. And uh, that that was
1: it's an old joke, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, Rick? It, it
2: is. It is quite. It's quite an old joke. But uh, it was reprinted in the uh, in the score, the Harlingen score. The score. Yes, and uh, and how is your weather up to thirty five? Weather? Yes, sir. You always look, make fun of the way I talk, uh, but it doesn't it doesn't deter me. you are having a uh, foggy day. It's foggy. That's right. Foggy and uh, uh, up thirty five. That's right. Well. I think we'll be getting back to normal here, but uh, I just, I wanted to, to, I know you have bears up there. Are the you grid. near, uh, anywhere near Lubbock? Yeah, it's about a little bit, uh, it's not far, stone's throw. But they got, uh, then you, you. A little north, a little north of where we are. Right,
1: but they had two feet of snow.
2: They had a lot, but I, I don't, I don't believe it will stay long. No. It's like Denver. Yeah, you get a foot of snow and then uh, tomorrow it's 50 degrees. I understand. Uh, that that should be all from uh, Rick from Harlingen. I should be signing out here. At, yeah. uh, we don't have to go out and shovel the walk. I know how to shovel. Okay. Because
1: uh, I could steer you to a video if you needed well, help. Well,
2: I heard that some people in your area do not know how to shovel. I don't know how your, you could
1: have heard that because please, this podcast counsel. hasn't been posted yet.
2: No, last week you had your uh, your city council person. Lisa Bender. Your, was that her name? She That's could it. not shovel. She was fined. Right. She was fined. Several hundred dollars for not knowing how to shovel. Is that correct? Uh,
1: you're on the right track. Yeah, yes, about
2: 179 dollars. Yeah, that's a waste of money. Just get out there and and, uh, and shovel your walk. Your walk? Yes. Well, that'll be in it for all, Joe. I, I just I figured I'd uh, thank you, Rick. Warn you about uh, missed.
1: I've missed you, and it's uh, good to hear from yes, you again. Grizzly bears droppings. I uh, contain small. Lab bells, bells. And smell of pepper. That's right. Thank you. That's a tough smell. That is. Oh, thanks, Joe. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Did he hang up on you? He uh, wanted to get off the phone from you. It's usually the other way around. Yeah, I think you well. wanted to keep him along. Well,
1: <laughs> it's been a while since we've heard. This is podcast 60. What's that, two months worth? Uh, Yeah, two plus. And so uh, it's been a while since we heard from Rick live like that. It's uncanny how he knows how to reach us. And not only that, but he had a joke ready for the topic we were discussing. Yeah, about the bears. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it, it's you know we do occasionally, the phone rings here while we're... Um, I was really, really rooting for foul weather in Seattle tonight, just to make the game
1: more oh, fun. Yeah. Vikings at Seattle, and it's about only about it, a, only about a ten percent chance of rain. Uh, Can we beat these guys? I
0: don't like. Their I,
1: I'm not uh, terribly.
3: Uh,
0: You're writing off the Vikings already. I'm, I'm well, not,
3: I just said I'm not terribly confident. Here's though. the thing: the NFC is so bad. I, I should say it's top heavy. There's three teams that are good. The rest of it's mediocre to to poor. They're gonna make the playoffs. Who? The Vikings, they're just. I don't. I'm not pick.
1: so sure about that.
3: No, they're going to. All right. Even if they lose tonight, they're still mathematically in the postseason race, I and mean, they're not winning the division after the Bears dispatched with the Rams last night. I, I haven't
0: cool. even looked at the standings. Is it because everybody else? Is it a parody? Is it? Is everybody else there mediocre? There are only
3: six teams right now in the NFC that have a winning record. The Vikings are one of them. Right. So if they lose tonight, there will only be five teams. In the NFC with a winning record. I didn't
0: even know that yeah. stat. Wow, yeah. you are a wealth of sports information. Well, that's what I'm here for. You okay. can be featured on the Harlingen Score newspaper. <laughs> I'm going to go find Glertner.
1: You're going to find John Evans. Uh, yes, all I'm
3: right. going to find. I
0: can lunch. handle that.
1: I'm going to find lunch. How
0: about lunch? <laughs> GarageLogic.com is where you find all the extras. In fact, you'll find information on how to. Uh, Uh, We've got that December 21st summit, the podcast meeting, the secret podcast meeting that you could be part of, but you got to learn more about it. Go to garagelogic.com. Also, Mr. Greg Holcomb has got some great stuff. Joe's got his books on his bookshelf, Author's Corner. And you can also rate us, but go to Apple iTunes. And rate us. We'd like to get that feedback, and we'd like to know you're sticking with us, loyalists. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Johnny and Dylan Hyde are going to take you out. Till next time, you're one click away for more Garage Logic Podcast version.